Hey listener, this movie's pretty new, so in order to be inclusive, we kind of stay out of the high-level spoilers for the first 50 minutes or so, and then goddammit, we jump right into a Diablo-level plot breakdown. So if you have not seen the movie and do not want to have it ruined, you know, take this as your warning. Otherwise, fucking Berserker Rage that shit, so now I leave you to a cold open. Oh, what the, f- what the what? fuck? <laughs> what, dude? Why am I chained up? We had to chain you down. You're doing all this. You're doing all that shit again. <sighs> what did I do? You know how at like the beginning of every month we hated that we had to do inventory. Now it's like every month I hate when it's the full moon because I got to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> what is Dan doing? He's on his own. <laughs> he, he thinks this is going to work. He thinks this is going to fix you. I couldn't find sage, so I just bought um, Italian seasoning. Is that going to work? No. Okay. Dude, Guys, this and, is pissing me off. And you, you amped up the heat, and you keep rubbing this this all over us. It's olive oil. It's too much, dude. It's sticky as hell. We're all covered in it. Why are you playing along, Bones? This is not doing anything. Because <laughs> it's pissing me off. It's not... Uh, quit hitting me with that book, dude. I think it's working. I think it's working. Uh, that book is the Bible, and you better show a little respect, dude. <laughs> We're trying to help you, goddammit. Maybe if I go to a higher octave, it'll Yeah, keep... Go up. 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 You got it. I think he's... Is he cured? No. No, I'm just... You can't say no. You don't know yet. Get that T-bone. Did you bring that live chicken I told you to get? Hey, is the Northman out yet? Fuck! This week, it's a two-day rentals. That's right, we're talking the Northman. You are listening to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast where each week we normally pick a flick. This time, the pick was picked for us because we're doing a two-day rental special. That's right. A hot new flick. Robert Eggers, The Northman. I'm Bones. I'll be taking us through this fucking thing. And I'm here with Dan and Kyle, equally whatever. How are you guys? We still kind of picked it like we picked to cover it. Come on. I'm trying to make it trying to work in the intro away howdy y'all glad you showed up i guess i gotta say every once in a while we pick a two-day rental movie but I'm trying to make it interesting it's what the people want it's what, what the people want yeah speaking of the people it's not we got somebody people. we got somebody here what he's, it's not what the people wanted. It's not what do we be covering the multiverse or something if we were doing what the people wanted? Well, Join you know us what? Next week after the box office returns for this, it seems the people did not want it. But so speaking of the people, box offices, at never. 
if we did, we would only talk about Batman movies. I watched MXP and Pinocchio's Revenge on this podcast. We're not worried about box offices. I think MXP made more money opening weekend than the North. That's Danny Duck. Look that up. All right. For a third time, I'm going to try to introduce our guest here. Uh, If anybody listened to our hostage episode, you'll know that tater tot casserole was a hot topic. And you'll also know uh, in some of our episodes, Dan talks about a good buddy of ours named Chad, and he has dropped in with us today. Chad, how are you? Um, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. Now, I have a note that has stared me in the face for a good six, seven weeks when when was hostage. About about six or seven weeks ago. Okay, thank you. Now, Chad, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I thought this would just be a great way for you to just kind of come in hot, introduce yourself, let the people know who you are. Can we hear about this tater tot casserole story Uh, that Dan teed up in our hostage episode? Well, there's the tater tot. Like, you you get them in the rider bag and you cook them at home. Mm -hmm. Fucking can't, can't stand them. I don't know what it is about them. <clears throat> the specifically the ones you get at the store, or yeah, all like, of them, like like a tater tot. Now I'm not talking crispy rounds. Crispy rounds are cool, and I know it's the exact same. It's a thing, quarter just, of a tater tot, just just thinner. But fucking tots are the worst. Straight from the devil's butthole. What if you go to like a Sonic? Yeah, not get a tater tot. I fucking hate Sonic. <laughs> oh, Is it because there's the threat of the random tater tot in the French well, fry? Uh, well, that's a whole nother story, but Sonic tried to give me a green hot dog one time, so <laughs> fuck those guys. Yeah, we covered that on a two-day rental, the green hot dog. Man, honestly, this story, it's like the more that I learn, the more confusing it gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. my my ex wife fixes tot cas- this tot casserole. It's it's, it's like going ground, in ground beef. Chad, oh, you, what? Everybody is just you just said your ex wife tater tot casserole. Why is your ex wife cooking you a tater tot casserole? Because I, I I really don't know why. Were you? Because so this is after she's your ex wife. After she's my ex-wife. Okay. Yeah, she, she never fixed this before. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. She marries my best friend. Blah, blah. I go over there every night and eat. So, you know, it's this typical story. Everybody knows this. Ladies, if you're listening, this is the nicest man in the fucking world. <laughs> uh, when we were married, she never cooked. I mean, I could probably count on... One hand, how many times she cooked. I always cooked. But now she's freaking Betty Crocker. Now that Minus she's the tater tot casserole. Minus the tater tot casserole. What? Oh, and, and, and her stroganoff beef ball, meatballs. <laughs> fucking terrible. I'm just picturing like they set down a plate of tater tot casserole in front of you, and that's the thing. <laughs> Like, you just look at it, and then you flip the entire table over. <laughs> yeah, a blackout. Tables flipped over whenever I come to. T- 
terrible. Tight mm-hmm. cast roll up on the ceiling. Oh. It's terrible. Man. But if she fixes it with little hash rounds, it's 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 palatable. <laughs> it's tolerable. Man. Makes no but sense. But I fucking hate tots. Well, I hope I didn't put you in too much of a berserker rage right off the bat. Well, let me put it this way. If you put Hitler and <laughs> and uh, Osama bin Laden in a room with a guy that developed tater tots, and you put me in the room with a gun and two bullets, I would shoot that dude twice. You heard hey, it here, folks. I, I love a man with passion. Be it hate or not, I appreciate it. Uh, Let me ask you this. If somehow the Five Day Reynolds podcast gets Bruce Willis to come in and make a tater tot casserole, we'd have to write it down for him, of course. Would on. you eat God it? damn it, come dude. <laughs> well, that... Uh, yeah, I probably would. For the story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I get to kiss Bruce Willis on the mouth? Only on the top of his shiny head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Done. I bet All he right. would do it with the other ones. With the, I've been oh. sending emails. Okay. My mom tells a story. She calls it the walk incident of 1988, <laughs> where she bought... Um, like a brand new wok and was like super excited to make a stir fry and made like a chicken stir fry. And my dad came home and was like, man, that smells good. And like, she set down a, like made him a fresh hot stir fry, set it down on the plate. And he was like, Oh, I didn't know this had like broccoli and stuff in it. Like the broccoli's touching the chicken and everything. And she just without like flipping out or anything, just took the wok outside and threw it in the yard. (laughs) And like went upstairs, and then my dad like went out and cleaned it all up, and was like, "I'm sorry, I just don't eat broccoli and blah blah." So, uh, so he doesn't he, he can't he eats re- broccoli, but it, if it's touching no, something, he, he does, doesn't eat he it. He doesn't eat broccoli. Okay, okay, but she was when he was like, "Oh, that smells good," or whatever, and she was like, "Oh, he's gonna like want to try it," and you know, because he he grew up in Oklahoma. In the 60s and 70s, so food had no flavor. And my mom. Dust, yeah. Yeah. And well, my mom grew up in the Navy, so like experienced flavors and shit and like wanted him to eat, you know, interesting things. And he was like, no, I don't want to eat that. So. Yeah, but if, if you said, uh, hey, tell me a food that's got big, bold flavor, broccoli <laughs> yeah, isn't the first I'm, thing I, I, I would name. See, but I'm, I'm that way. Like, if it's flavored in a stir fry like it adds texture and and i have her to thank for that but i get I that it, i mean i i it's like brussels sprouts or anything else they're weird enough i had a plant-based chicken nugget today and almost threw up in my mouth it, oh. it wasn't cooked all the way so when i took a bite it was like still frozen in the middle and i haven't had meat in like 10 years so it felt like a phone like a bone like a gristly bone uh, and i was just like ugh, ugh, we're not eating these so i threw those away i mean you bite into anything that's supposed to be hot that's cold in the middle that's oh absolutely you're, you're gonna react that way but when it looks like a chicken nugget your brain 
I remember being a kid and eating a hot dog, and I got like a bone chip. And that, I was like, oh, never again. And that's when my mom was like, all right, we're going to Hebrew National. We're going kosher. And now it's like you uh, it's like you can't bust without a bone chip in your mouth. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I need I need four or five bar S's on hand for me to. I was gonna uh, say when she threw the walk out of the house, did she go in back and just open a fresh pack of bar S's and just throw it on the table? <laughs> and just and he's yeah. like, finally, you're your father's son, and then take <laughs> off. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> We got that out of the way. Chad, we're happy to have you here, man. Glad to be here. Um, I got to tell you, Dan's fought for you for some time. Not that Kyle and I have resisted, but it's definitely been it's definitely been like, a, we got to get Chad on. We're like, yeah, we're going to get Chad on. You guys, we're going to get Chad on. Yeah, we're going to get Chad So you got a friend in Dan. Of course. All right. We are here to talk The Northman, directed by one of Dan's favorite new directors, I would say. Um, I'd I'd say, you know, top two or three, maybe, of like Mm -hmm. the new crop of directors out there. Mm. Yeah. Crop Uh, of new new directors. Let's see. Um, I have you to thank for turning. I think you literally bought me a Blu-ray of The Witch and was basically like, I'm tired of asking you to watch this. Fucking watch it. Oh, where's Um, my Blu-ray copy of The Witch, dude? I mean. Coming coming right at you, Kron. mm -hmm. All you had to do was say the magic words. Uh, and uh, this is his I'll send you some airheads too. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to get. Let me set this <laughs> fucking thing up. Eat any more airheads? <laughs> I so yeah. I have decided they are going out with all the merch now. I took them out of the kitchen <laughs> and they're sitting with the posters and the stickers. So from how, na- how many from did now you guys on, eat? I ate two. That's it. I had a mystery one, and then I think. Kron was like, the grape's pretty good, and I didn't recall ever oh, having a grape as a Watermelon, dude. Watermelon. Yeah, was was water, it watermelon? He did say watermelon, yeah. Okay, yeah. You should at least do one of every flavor. That's... Yeah. That's customary. That's appropriate. I, I have my problems with carbs and simple sugars, man. I gotta be careful. I had, to, I had to move it out of the way. All right, this is the third movie directed by... Robert Eggers. His last one was The Lighthouse, a movie that I need to watch again. Um, just immediate reaction. Just like, let's just... Were you guys stoked for The Northman? Uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to see what he could do with a, with a bigger budget and a Viking story. So, yeah, I was, I was looking forward to going in there and checking it out. Chad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think fine. I would agree. Like, you got a kind of weird director getting a, a pretty substantial amount of money to, uh, you know, have free reign almost. I mean, that's that's exciting whether it is good or bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a move in the right direction studio-wise. Now we all know what studios want in the end. So, well, I and I was reading today that there was a little bit of conflict in the edit. He wanted it to be his signature slow burn, and they were asking for a little bit more 
and more Hollywood. an actiony pace. And I got to tell you, I think I'm on the side of the studio here. So, I will. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, I I did interrupt because I have some thoughts. We, yeah, we let Chad finish. I I interrupted him. Chad, you just got to bust in here, yeah, yeah, man, buddy. You need pound four or five bar asses. And just bust <laughs> seventeen <Right>. Bud Lights. <clears throat> Go yeah, Miller Light, Miller Light today. But uh, yeah, no, I was excited to to see it. Uh, no, didn't it start like? When COVID had kicked off, so it's been in the works for a little bit. Yeah, so. I think they were supposed to start shooting in that April, mm. and then delayed, and then they started in, I want to say August. So not that much of a delay, but... I think they had just showed up, and were about to kick off filming, and then they mm-hmm. shut it down. Yeah, yeah they, they were right about to power on Nicole Kidman. So <laughs> She was uh, on the Charger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got some, just some quick little stats here. I'm going to, tr- I'm going to try to follow my roadmap, uh, and I tried to come up with for, I think the ice road, which was the first two day rental that we covered. So I'm going to talk reception, opening thoughts, action, acting, direction, mixed feelings, anything else. And then what I'd call a postscript to kind of tie it up. So Immediate reception right now on Letterboxd. This baby's sitting at a 4.0. I did not look up the Rotten Tomato thing. I think we try to adhere to the letterbox there. Um, or a letterbox podcast. Like Dan said, I think it's listed at a, I want to say a 50 to $70 million budget. Oh, wow. I heard up to, I think I heard a thing where they said up to 90. <laughs> See, I heard, I heard 60 to 80. Okay. He was on Marin, and he said seventy million. I've seen seventy to ninety. That's what, okay. But he said seventy on Marin, so hey, um, lock the gate, huh? I mean, <laughs> what's a what's a couple ten million? You know, lock the bank. Friends. All right, uh, and then this past weekend. So, as of record, it's been out for a while, but the final U.S. Uh, weekend numbers had this at. 12 million in return. So, and then with international, I think it's at about 27. So I don't think it's going to be a hit unless maybe word of mouth in the next week or so, because it did jump on Monday in comparison to Sunday, but international numbers too, I'm sure. Yeah. Could, well, it could blow up on, you know, when the VHS copies come out. So (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Home rental, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also reading today, I guess, uh, so this main actor in this, our stars, Alexander Skarsgård, a guy I'm not super, I wouldn't say comfortable or like familiar with, like I'm aware of him. I'm probably more familiar with his dad, Hmm. Stellan. Stellan. Uh, Um, but he, I guess he met with Eggers a few years ago and just, and let it drop. Like, yeah, I've always wanted to do a Viking movie. And can basically convinced Eggers, and Eggers like, well, yeah, I could do the story of Amleth and work it out. So, definitely by comparison, this would be his like of his three is most mainstream. I think when we were talking about doing this, and I said, no, nah, I'm not bringing Sam. And Kyle, you were like, yeah, I think of all of his movies, this would be the one to bring Sam to. But mm-hmm. I can tell you, within the first ten minutes, when Willem Dafoe showed up, that would not have flown. 
uh, I walked out. I walked out after that. He slapped that dick, and I was like, "Well, I walked up to the booth and I said, back it up, back it up, (laughs) slow it down.' Uh, I'm one of four people here. I got up. I said five stars, and I chugged my beer and I left. Everybody started clapping, and he smacked the shit out of me. Uh, and then I, up in the air. Yeah. I try to come back in and slap my own dick, and they held me back. Cron, mm-hmm. what's your oh, like? Do you have any uh, immediate thought about this? Like, haven't seen it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Seen it? I, yes, I hope you saw it. I hope yeah, you're not I, bullshitting. No, I kind of you know I was hoping to kind of skate through on this Discord, just kind of. <laughs> I logged it on Letterbox, but I was like, the other guys are gonna they're gonna carry this one through. Uh no, I mean it is like it is both his most commercially kind of like accessible film, I would say, but also like it's still weird as shit from a movie that costs yes. seventy to ninety million dollars. Like there's no way around it. Uh I don't. If you got the final cut of this movie and you were the producer, you should have just looked at it and been like, "Well, it's art, but we're gonna take a hit on this one." <laughs> like, this ain't yeah. what the audiences are into. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, it was like, there's a lot of bold decisions made. That I mean, it's respectable that they put this out, and they. I think he probably had a lot of you know, free reign on what went into the movie. And maybe there was some kind of like gripe about the final edit, but um, I don't know, man, it's weird as shit for like a mainstream movie. So right on. I also think there are parts of it that feel like before we kind of get into plot specifics, like there are parts of it that feel like a video game at points. Like, uh, like I could see how it's kind of trying to be, you know, more accessible than his last two movies are. Yeah. Chad, were you familiar with the source material at all? Uh, no, just just what I read uh, in preparation. But yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, and then I saw that it was, you know, Shakespeare kind of patterned Hamlet after it and all that. So it literally moved the H. I was getting ready to say, Isn't yeah, he's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Same same amount of letters. Anagram or what? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Call it an anagram or something like that. Now, Dan, you got a build up. You love the witch. You you liked the lighthouse. How did you, how did you feel coming out of this, baby? All right, coming out of uh the Northman here. <clears throat> He's still got his signature uh, style here. Definitely within the first 15 minutes, you see that when we go into the trip with uh, Willem Dafoe there, where they're acting like dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Diablo spoiler alerts as always, uh, folks. Well, I was hoping I was hoping to stay mild for a little bit, and then we'll. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I can't answer that question yet. I mean, you could give an opening. You can't answer how you felt without spoiling the film. Afterwards? Uh, A good. (laughs) 
I felt you you were on the right track. I thought with what you I were felt, talking about. Um, I felt yeah, yeah, he still got some of his signature stuff in there, but you could definitely see the studio influence as well. Yeah. This this one to me moved the most like a Wes Anderson movie at times. Like the the siege, like the first Berserker siege where the camera is really just on that track moving across. I was like, fuck, this looks like if Wes Anderson did a Viking movie. I love it. Um, there were a few like awesome pushes when they cut ahead without spoiling too much. And they're like, you know, many years later and they're just on that river and they sort of just sort of push forward. And then you see the, the two war boats go by and then it kind of comes into the boat and turns. I was like, Oh, I am fucking on board. Cause the immediate, like the first few shots with the Raven and everything, I was like, Oh, this is going to be kind of odd. Let's 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 rein this in, and then when he jumps ahead and it rained in, I was totally on board. Um, next thing I got action. Seeing this is, I mean, billed as like a fucking crazy Viking action movie. You really only get, I mean, in hindsight, I feel like three scenes. There's a lot of action throughout. There's a lot of murder throughout, but you really get we'll get the big fight at the end, and we'll. Well, Diablo spoiler discuss that, but you have the Berserker scene, which we see in the trailer, really, and then a few other things, kind of end of second act. How did you guys feel about the action? I think I, <clears throat> I think there's still enough action in this movie to, uh, kind of like get you going as an audience member. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we all watched, it was, it was kind of hard to not compare this to watching the green Knight, where it's like, cause I feel like that trailer was cut in a way where it's like, uh, Hey, you're going to have this, you know, big night action movie. And that movie is like the exact opposite of that, you know? Um, Great point. And, it, and at least this movie does give you, a couple action scenes up front. You do get kind of a lull after that, but it also builds up to a final climax, you know? So I think it is being subversive in a way, but it is giving you enough throughout the viewing experience to say, all right, I can at least hook into these big kind of action set pieces throughout, you know? Yeah. I think he has a... uh on board moment here because when he catches that spear you're either in it or you're out like you're like oh shit yeah like let's go chat if that didn't tickle your fancy then i don't know what does yeah i i think of the three of us i am the most action heavy guy um you can see our horror drafts uh selection for that yeah, sort of my, solidification let's not go in horror movie the terminator mm-hmm. uh so chad what's is action your thing is is crime drama what's your your go-to <coughs> yeah. genre um mostly action okay specifically kung fu okay um and uh you know of course i like uh, a little bit of comedy mixed in as well so uh, I, I love Kung Fu Hustle. 
That's one of my favorite okay. kung fu movies. So then how did you feel about this dour, extremely uh, unfunny, uh, almost <laughs> the antithesis of a kung fu movie? Well, yeah, true. But I mean, as far as uh, uh, Edgar's movie, this is has got the most action that in any of his films. So. Yeah. But uh, there is, but there is a funny moment there in the the middle of the movie that we'll have to discuss. Uh, and I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, there is a scene during the game that I thought this is the funniest fucking thing I've seen all year. So we'll talk about that. What you got, when- Kyle? When they jump forward, though, like after you kind of get the opening of the movie, uh, when they jump forward and he's a, I don't know, a 21-year-old Viking man, like, mm-hmm. and they just kind of lay waste on that village, um, like, I don't know how you could, if you're into action, that scene should at least be like, this is shot in a crazy way. Like, it, I think it looks good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's like a good, you know, action segment for a film, so... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then especially with a lot of modern, jumpy, a lot of cuts, not seeing stuff. I mean, even it's hard to knock the flaws on this because you're saying, well, at least I can see it. Mm-hmm. At least it feel. Yeah. And it was, my, it was my thing with the Batman. Like, it may not have been the fastest action, but at least we could see it and it was coherent. Uh, yeah, and this, and, uh, this amplifies it. Yeah, and I like that it was a, a long shot, too. Yeah. The- from the spear all the way, you know, to the end. There, mm-hmm. there were a couple parts where it's like, I think there might have been a cut hidden in there somewhere, but if it has that feeling of like you're just kind of tracking through the entire battlefield, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think a thing, sadly, that works against it, though, is that it the aesthetic of it blends a lot of it together. The people look very similar. So you really kind of have to be really sold on him. And I think doing it in that one shot helps because you're able to follow him and you see what he's seeing. So when guys come back and around the hut, because I'm pretty sure there's probably a seam on what it goes like by a house or a hut. And then he goes around it. I'm pretty sure like that's one. And then he knocks a guy off a horse. But uh, especially later on in the movie, there's a few parts like, is that this guy or this guy? Like, oh, okay, that's that guy. Like, um, cool. Uh, we've got Nicole Kidman. We've got Ethan Hawke. And then I'm guessing just the world's crush, Anya Taylor, what's her name? Johnson. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Joy. Okay. I, did, I purposely misspoke her name because I didn't want to come off like, you know. That I have Google alerts set for her. Um, uh, we got Willem Dafoe in a little bit of this movie. How did you guys think the action or the acting was? Uh, well, I mean, just to go off of what you said, I think my crush in this movie was Nicole Kidman. I think everybody heard my thoughts on Batman Forever. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to ask if Karan was going to come to her defense. You think she still got it? Oh, still looking beautiful, dude. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> Hot as 50 hell. plus, baby. 50 yeah. plus. I'm going to be honest. There were a few times where the work was really obvious, and I thought, are they manipulating her face digitally to make her seem scary? 
there were like two scenes where I was like, are they purposely trying to do that? Or is it just the shape of her head now? Yeah. It was kind of, yeah. There was one part towards the end where her head was like really oddly shaped or, you know, her, her face. I'm like, man. Oh, speak for yourselves. Yeah. Let that big-headed <laughs> goddess crush me under her skull. I think the acting was uh, very good in this film. Uh, Skarsgård, is, is that his name? Skarsgård? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a giant, muscular Viking guy. 45 so. years old. Man, he looks Ugh. like that shit. That, what am I doing hurts. with my life? <laughs> Chad, you're the same age as The Rock. What I know. Happened? Yeah. Uh, well, I zigged when I should have zagged. Wow. Yeah, we're yeah. pro zigzag Kyle's a, on this Kyle's podcast. a big proponent of the zigzag. Yeah. 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 You got a zigzag. I mean. Yeah. But I mean, he's a fucking giant Viking guy, so his, of course, his lines are going to be brute and it works there. Uh, Defoe's great when you get to see him slapping his dick yeah, and his severed just- head. I mean, you just had too little time. Was that like a? All right, here's here's a fire sauce spoiler. Was that like a toy thing? Him being the jester? Was it like some sort of sock or something that was that's, that's hanging off assumed. of him? Okay. Because I don't that was feel real D, baby. I don't feel like you can slap a semi-hard penis and get an R rating. You know what I mean? Like I feel like. They probably I'm, had to write the MPA and say we were, this was a thing that the Viking jesters had. It's a fake cock. Uh, you know. Hey, Bones, I got a terabyte hard drive to send you, dude. If you, All right. <laughs> I was going to say, let's wait till the 4K comes out, bro. We can pause that motherfucker. Did anybody else? Does anybody else feel like Dan continues to age into Ethan Hawke on a few of those oh. scenes? Take that as a compliment. Minus getting killed. I fucking love Ethan Hawke, man. Has Ethan Hawke never not been like the best person in the movie he's in? You ever seen? um, I mean, maybe Training Day. I mean, he he has the bummer of having to like carry, you know, being the constant throughout. But what's the one where he plays Chet Baker? Born to be blue. He does really good in that. Check that out, guys. Yeah. Chet Baker was a jazz uh, trumpetist, I believe. Trumpetist? Trumpeteer. Is that a mm-hmm. Trumpeteer? Okay. It's, it's pronounced puppeteer. Yeah. No, Kron. God damn it. What was the name of his little character guy? Like Little Pepe or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, little Pepe. Little Pepe, you nailed it. <laughs> first, first try. Perfect. Were you in the room? I thought we I'm buried. On, I'm on fire. I thought we buried I'm this fire. this doll a long time ago. Yeah. This Careful. one came. You might summon back, somebody's dude. brother. Mm-hmm. All right, we're uh, direction. We've talked about it a little bit. I mean, who else really has? Like you said. Somebody gave this guy, we don't know, 50 million or 90 million and got to make a Viking action movie having directed two movies. You know, one pretty pretty revered independent horror movie and then a movie that I still don't understand with the guy from Twilight. So, 
He's doing something right. People seem to like him. You really said with the guy from Twilight, and you didn't say the Batman? The That's Batman? the obvious choice, man. I'm being funny. As of this record, yesterday, the Batman 2 confirmed. Green lit. Green lit, baby. I hope it's twice as long. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I hope they get exponentially longer. Yeah, I hope the third one is nine hours. Yeah. I was talking to a guy from work today. I said, hey, did you finally go see the Batman? He said, yeah. I didn't like it. I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, man. Kron, I just can't wait until Denny takes over the Batman franchise. Oh, <laughs> sure. You know, fucking oh. hate it. You know what? I I hope that they make it nine hours and they lock you in the theater and you just have to <laughs> fucking piss. You got to choose a shit corner. I mean, why not? Like, why? Let's go. Not, let's go. I'll, sh- I'll shit where I eat my popcorn, buddy. Yeah, dude. I, 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 was, yeah, I, was, I was almost there for that movie. Yeah. This last movie, I was almost there. Why not? I mean, that's. Why shouldn't a movie be nine okay. hours long? So the the Northman is 137. So it's about 220. I will tell you that I felt that 220 more than the Batman's three hours. And I understand I'm a Batman fanboy. I get that. But about halfway through this movie, I was like, fuck, we're not even like close to. (sighs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I didn't look. I watched the one like teaser trailer for this. And after that, I didn't watch shit. Didn't read shit or anything. Well, I I had heard rumors about what the end of the movie was. So by the time I was like, okay, we got to be close to this. You know, I could kind of see where it was going. What were you going to say, Kron? Oh, I looked it up literally as I was walking into the theater. Like, what's the runtime here? And there was a part of me that was like, 220. Like, come on, dude. You got to button it up a little bit. Like. I'd give you an hour 45, you know, yeah. but Jesus Christ, 220. It's, I think all movies now are too long. Honestly, I like, I really think they are. So now it depends on what you're watching. It, it certainly does. I'll give yeah. you that. Like it, it is completely dependent on the film, but I personally, I don't need a three hour Batman movie. I, I'm not saying that to be argumentative. It's just no, you're fine. Yeah, it's it's too much for me. You know what I mean? It's like I can stay in that kind of like heightened world only so long before it wears on me. And I yeah. feel like the same way about this movie in a way. Like this movie is heightened to an extent that like I get fatigue or burnout the longer you know it. It has diminishing returns the longer you stay in it. Yeah, I completely agree. And when somebody's immediate thing of, did you like the Batman? No, it's too long. That tells me a lot. That tells me that it didn't hold your attention or you weren't into it or whatever. So to me, that is a valid criticism. You know, mm-hmm. I started Heat the other night at 8.30, and that's a two and a half. And I just was locked in. I did not move. I didn't check my phone. I didn't do anything. Now, there's times that we watch a 90-minute movie, and I'm 15 minutes in, and I'm like, oh, fucking get to it. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like Dan said, it depends. So, Dune, fucking 
fucking lock. We'll start. I'll start Dune after this record, and I'll watch it to the fuck. You know. But I finished the new Scream today, and at a point, the kid woke up. I paused, and it had thirty-seven minutes left. And when I got back, I was like, "If that felt like a whole hour." The last thirty-seven felt like an hour. If you've seen Scream One, you've seen the new Scream. <clears throat> uh, what I sadly I think uh, Red Letter Media ruined it for me. I think he was making a joke and it was just like, "Hey, fuck you if you haven't seen it yet." It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> um. All right. We're we're talking about length. Let's uh, talk about girth here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got a smile out of Dan. I'll take this one, Bones. Uh, (laughs) Speaking as the guy with uh, the best girth on the podcast. (laughs) Shit. All right. Uh, I'd like to talk about mixed feelings. We pulling dicks out right now? I got a Coke can. You got a chode? You got a Coke can? I got a monster down here. You know what I mean? You got a clear Pepsi, baby. Like it's... uh, You can see through it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like not it's there. expired wow. yeah, yeah it doesn't veins. exist anymore blue blue veins it's weird yeah was there like a a robocop type thing you got i'm gonna say toxic sludge it's kind of like a hollow man i've been trying to make myself invisible since seen it but just your skin yeah you want to see the, oh, the muscle and veins well, inside of it you just, just want your, your skin yeah. to be. and literally just your dick is all your how cool would it be if I'm just walking around like a whole bunch of veins? Come on, guys. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be badass. All right, mixed feelings. Now, I'm not saying we got to be super negative or get away our ratings right here, but is there anything that we were kind of iffy about? Um, <clears throat> I'll say when I went in, I expected a little more... Epic-y, I guess. Bigger scale, since yeah. bigger budget. I was like, all right, he can he can move a little more. He can I I expected kinda I wanted the battle of the boats or something. <clears throat> and then we went to the farm and I kind of was like, okay, this is him though. He's not gonna expand to where he's not gonna be able to control it. So you kind of have two different sections after the berserker scene. So, and it kind of stayed at the farm. So I was kind of mad at first, but then I realized who he was and I was like, okay, all right. I'm not as upset. So that was kind of my thing. Right. Chad, there was, you know, there's some, Online underlying things that go on, like you know, there's the slavery, there's a little rapey feel to it, but I think he handled it in a way to where it wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say made it great, but you know, he handled it well. I yeah. think. I will say that he did speak with uh, Viking historians, and what from what he says they were like, you just automatically have to assume that the rape and the pillage is all there. So don't go out of your way to do that. Like, 
we already know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of stories about the raping and the pillaging we don't need in the pile on. Please put your pen away and quit underlining raping, please. Well, yeah, we've seen flesh and blood. So yeah, Chad, yeah, I was going to say, we got flesh, uh, flesh, flesh and blood. Blood. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you haven't fresh, seen that one yet. Fresh and bud. Yeah, that's flesh, a new Cheech and Chong. Flesh and buds. Uh, Savage Streets. So there's, unfortunately, the stuff that we cover, you know, with the exception of the charm that is MXP. Wonder who's the uh, rape and pillaging is always there on these movies. Kron, you got any mixed feelings? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a lot of weird kind of plots, plot stuff throughout this movie. Um, like you, kind of the opening scene or the opening segment. You know, you see this kid who watches his Diablo spoilers here, but watches his dad die essentially. Uh, I don't think that's a Diablo. I think that's we know it's a revenge thing. Well, it's kind so of I like think you're okay. It, it's kind of like you cut to the they jump you ahead in time and you kind of just see him like completely okay with murdering a bunch of people and it's <laughs> like, well, why did he get like how did he get here? Like it would be equally plausible that he would be a pacifist based on what you've just seen happen to him, you know? Yeah. Um but So there are some kind of jumps like that where it's like, well, I don't really know how we got from point A to point B in this movie. Um, And then I like the biggest thing to me, too, is that uh, they give you a scene, a big spoiler here as well, like where after they have that berserker part, he's kind of visited by a witch and they they set up kind of this like almost grand mythology kind of story feel to it, you know, where it's like hey, you have to go find this secret sword that's super powerful and you'll, like, fulfill your quest if you do this. Um, And then the movie kind of jumps you to, like, okay, now we're in a small kind of farm village feeling. Um, And then he gets to his mother and she's like, I never loved your dad. It gets, like, all very muddy where I feel like you kind of get this mythology setup and a mythology story should almost be, like, very simple and straightforward. Um, and then it just kind of gets more and more complicated from there. So mm-hmm. I feel like the setups that they're giving you are not really ever paid off as you go through the movie, you know? Right. Uh, my main, I don't want to say a, a complaint or issue, and I understand that this is Edgar's and this is his style, and it's also a movie set in the fucking dour north like crisp cold waters rape and pillage is just there but it there was very little charm or anything to kind of connect to and i think that's kind of what made me feel the length even more well Um, that's that's his that's his style yeah and it's a yeah and it's one of the things about the lighthouse that i think i disconnected from because it wasn't there wasn't anything to kind of tie me into either one of them early on to want to go th- through that ride with them. Whereas in The Witch, I liked her. Like, I understood that family, and I, I kind of, that was sort of a bummer to watch that unfold. Whereas this, Kron, you talk about that jump. In my mind, I could do work for it and say, he probably just got picked up by these guys, had to kill to survive. I get all of that. But, uh, 
Braveheart has charm. Gladiator has charm. Like, there's ways to do it. And uh, I wrote online, the a benefit of seeing Northmen this week was like, fuck it, I'm watching Conan. So I, I watched Conan over the last two days, which is, a ve- I mean, like they're very connected, you know? Parents are slaughtered, go out for revenge, mythical story, you know? And that's a movie that, yeah, while slow and bad and, you know, at times, to me, fucking holds up. Fantastic music, fantastic this, but there's charm throughout. Like, Sarsgaard is obviously a better actor than Schwarzenegger, but I remember Conan. I don't, I don't think I'm going to think about Amleth the way I think about Conan, and I think that's my biggest, like, disconnect for it. All right. I would like to get into like maybe a kind of beat by beat plot like we normally do on our other show. Chad, do you have any other? I I was told you had a bunch of notes coming into this thing, and I would hate, I, I would hate for you to have taken a bunch no, of notes and. <laughs> well, I, that the most of the notes is the beat by beat stuff. So. Okay, so you can help me kind of stay on track. Obviously, I mm-hmm. can't like rewatch this at home and do it the same way. So I thought maybe we could kind of go through it together and see if. Kind of how, you know, the five-day rental charm. So, I think now is the time we're at a good point. what they call it? The five-day rental charm? Yeah. I think it's a a virus. uh, Those words appear just like that in a court deposition, so. (laughs) A cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. Restraining order. Mm -hmm. I was doodling on a post-it note when they read that out loud, so I didn't hear that. Um, Have you guys seen that clip of Johnny Depp doodling? And like passing it to his lawyer. Yeah, passing it's pretty it to fucking his lawyer. funny. Yeah, right. newbie but, as well. Yeah, let's. The fucking woman was trying to bring you fucking down. <laughs> Dan hated Johnny Depp. Now it's he's like his fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm just thinking he should go full Raul Duke for this whole thing. <laughs> well, you see the you see the shit he had to put up with, and you're it's literally and sleep with. Yeah. Yeah, literally on the it's, bed. It's like okay, now I figure I, I figured out why you were you know hanging out with your band that wasn't very good, but mm-hmm. it got drinking you, all that wine got you out of the house. I mean, I get it. Keith Richards is in there, wasn't he? I don't know. It was like Vampires yeah. of L.A. or some crazy thing. You know, you got that shit on first press vinyl, bro. Yeah, you seen that? Uh, that. <laughs> Dior Sauvage ad that he's in where he's like in yeah. the desert playing, playing the wild guitar. thing on the guitar <laughs> walking with the wolves and shit alright we're calling it we're, we're going we're going Diablo here okay yes we Let's open we open we open on a raven which I thought was a cool shot right we get that the, the war raven king Ethan Hawke is coming home he's returned from battle um, he's greeted by his son, and we think it's his his wife. We find out that they actually never married. She was a slave prostitute that he, you know, kept around because she bore him a son. Um, we meet the king's uh, brother. I got his name here somewhere. Um, Starts with an F. Fjolnir. Fjolnir, the brotherless. Fjolnir yeah. is the brotherless. Um turns out that he's been wounded in battle he's kind of kept it secret but he tells his wife nicole kidman that he needs to uh 
put his son Amleth through the ceremony, so Amleth will be ready to take the throne, basically. He kind of knows he's not going to make it, and he needs to walk him through this. So we get this cool little, like, dungeon sequence. He takes Amleth down there. Um, a great, a fucking fantastic scene. Um, do what I do. Gets on all fours, starts acting like a wolf. Uh, Willem Dafoe is, like, his shaman court jester like right hand man walks yeah. them through this sort of um cool soldier ceremony i thought it was um, kind of cool what they did with his character because you first see him as a jester and it, you think it might just be like a one-off scene that he shows up in and then yeah he kind of has this whole you know shaman kind of thing that is more interesting than your like first shot of him you know and then when you finish the movie you realize like oh he was right dead on because he insults the queen mm-hmm. because she's like, see how fucking how excited she is for the king's brother and not for him and blah, blah. And, you know, what runs wetter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, upon leaving this dungeon, they're having a nice little moment, the king and his son, when the king is shot with like four or five fucking arrows and then eventually beheaded by his own brother. Amleth runs off. Well, uh, and they're they're kind of like tripping too, right? I mean, it seemed like they were, you know, doing some kind of psychedelic in that cave or something. So they were. Yeah. I oh, thought I didn't. So. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't get yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, there's something so in they the were bowls. Drinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something hallucinogens or something. In oh, there. okay. And um, there was a cool shot where he's the kid's like zoning out, and it goes from his head to his feet, and then mm-hmm. rotates back to his dad. I thought that was yes. pretty cool. Well, and, and then, this is Edgar's right here. This is where you know, like. All right, we're still gonna have him, like his style here, mm-hmm. even though, even though they're passing over the check. Oh, I mean, you're ten minutes into the movie at this point, and it may as well be in black and white. Yeah, and then especially down in this in this scene. Um, yeah. So Defoe is murdered, beheaded. Um, his brother sends somebody off to chase Amleth. Amleth is able to get the drop on this guy and fucking slice his nose off. Um, this I mean, guy, a, this a is cool, important as hell. A cool shot, too, because this guy is just like shooting blood out of his face. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Amleth manages to take off in a rowboat. Uh, the, the noseless guy returns to Fulnir and says, like, yeah, he's gone. Like, he's dead in the sea. Yeah. Uh, Amleth just basically powers through rowing this boat by saying, I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fulnir, I think are the three things that he, yeah. he, he chants. Yep. Um, and we cut ahead sometime later. Um, Amleth is now part of some sort of berserker party um, for a bunch of... Uh, I don't know if it's... A, it seems like a combination of armies or clans, but he leads a uh, berserker attack... On this village, uh, it's this for results... uh, Forger or whatever his name is, the brotherless Volnir. Oh, it's for him. <clears throat> yes, he runs everything now. He's just moved to this farm. Is that in right, though? Iceland? Because I, I thought I thought he they... said the king in Norway or yeah, whatever. King... White he kicked Volnir out, and that's oh, why yeah. Volnir ran to Iceland. Yeah, and they are. Oh yeah, so yeah, we'll jump ahead a little bit. So uh, after. Raiding this fucking village. There's all sorts of raid. There's fucking, what, 
a dozen children that are burned alive in this fucking hut. That yeah. was yeah. terrifying. Say yeah, two that dozen. was yeah, that was rough. Um, some of the the people caught from this are chained up, branded, and Amleth hears that they are going to be taken to Fulnir in Iceland as slaves. This, I feel like he could have just told his crew that he was going to do this. Amleth? I feel like, like yeah, hey, I, gotta I feel go. like he could be like, hey, dudes, I'm going to go handle this shit over here. And they'd be like, okay. I don't feel like he had to do all this to get there. I don't know. I He seemed to be kind of head honcho of this crew. You know? Like, I think it was... It seemed like everything he was working up towards was, like, finding out... Trying to find an opportunity to get back at him. So, he cuts his hair real quick. Steals the brand, marks himself, hops on this boat, which is basically a slave ship going to Iceland. On this is where he meets, uh, I think her name is Alicia Taylor Jonestown or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, who plays Olga. Olga, Olga the Birch <clears throat> of the Birch Forest. So she's uh, like a Slavic earth Wiccan sorcerer or whatever. They kind of hit it Sorceress? off. Sorceress? Yeah. He kind of saves her life, I think. And choppy water, she's almost tossed out. Maybe that's the only sweetness in the movie is like the two or three scenes that you get with her where you like actually believe that they like each other. Uh, she calls him out. She's like, there's no way you're an actual fucking slave. What are you doing? He admits it to her. He does. Look, I mean, he looks like Thor and everyone else is like emaciated. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, and, okay, to hide. And, and we hit on it a little bit. The dude... Just got fucking super jacked in the upper back and traps area. Now, Skarsgård already walks and has that, like, perpetual computer lean. And I think when he blew up the traps even more, there are times where he's in profile where his head is at a 45-degree angle. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can't... Uh, it happens to Joel McHale in for later seasons of Community, and I think it actually hurts Community. I'm like, you look too big. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but he's legit terrifying in this. Like he, it he looks like an orc when he's got those when he's in berserker mode. But yeah, when he's on that boat, there's no way somebody would go. Oh yeah, that's obviously a fucking slave we just caught. Yeah, but I think they do a good job here of keeping him in the slave baggy clothes. You know, of not really exposing. He looks like a Skyrim NPC. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, how do you see that guy and not? It's like, how did you not fight back? Like a guy your size, you should have died in battle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, um, so they get to Iceland. They're paraded in front of Fulnir. Now, Fulnir has uh, a son. I forget his name. Oh wait, we kind of we kind of skipped the scene too, where he like goes into that. A little hut after those kids have been burned in there, and there's like a oh shit, yeah. I forgot about Bjork. Forgot about Bjork. Right. So before he jumps on the boat, like Kron said, he has a vision. He goes into this hut, sees Bjork as some, I I don't know, Norse mythology. She's probably the best performance of the movie. Actually, I think this part's awesome. Yeah, I think her her title for the movie is Cirrus. She's like a seer. Okay. She tells Amleth, you're, you're basically destined to get your revenge, to kill your uncle. You will do it. 
forget the edge of the gates of hell mm-hmm. is what she gates says. Yeah. Yes. And you can only do it with uh dragger, a blade that only spills blood at night or something, which is a cool element. Yeah. Um, which is a tattoo that all dudes are going to have in like five years. Yeah. Well, it's like you get to that scene and it, it's hard to not be like, I'm like, I felt at that point, I'm like, I'm on board with this movie. Like we have a clear path. Like, like we're going to be, you know, laying waste through this film. <laughs> um, all right. So when does he, he, he gets to the to Iceland and then goes and gets Dragger, right? Yeah. Does he sneak away to go do that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. he kind of like yeah, yeah. sneaks off at night to you know fulfill that part of the quest. That's so. That's what confused me because that might be my favorite part of the movie. So we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So he they get to Fulnir. Um, they're sort of lucky that he and Olga are taken because uh, Fulnir has a son with Nicole Kidman now, who is technically the heir. But then an older son that we saw as a baby, like first thing in the movie. Yeah. And he kind of is like his executive on the property. We're introduced to um, the new heir. I forget his name. With Gunner. Fulnir. Gunner? Gunner. Okay. And they are doing some labor. They are splitting logs. And Gunner is bitching like, I'm the heir. Why am I doing all this shit? And Fulnir is basically saying, you need to... Tell every like your people that you're capable of doing this and blah blah like actually trying to teach him a cool lesson. Um so Amleth, Olga, and a few other slaves are the only ones deemed worth keeping. That uh so they're put into basic servitude, like Kram was saying. They he sneaks out, finds the tomb where Dragger is, then it's a very cool uh, scene. Go ahead. Well there before that there's like a fox that leads him to a cave and he speaks to this other shaman guy that tells him he needs to go to this mound to find this. Is that with uh, Defoe's head? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought that part was awesome too. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I like the the decapitated head with the shells for eyes and stuff. It was pretty cool. And then dude dude learned how to throat sing for that part. Good on that guy. And that that wasn't his dad in real life, was it? Sarsgaard's dad. Yeah, I thought I heard that. No, uh, no? no I think okay. Because um... I had, I thought I read that he was in it, and then I couldn't figure out what part he was in. But that yeah. part was awesome. That, that the guy doing the throat singing, and then when he pulls out the head. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, thank you. By all I means, mean... correct me if I only saw it the once. <laughs> Well, we and- start this movie off with a talking volcano. I mean, mm-hmm. how could you not? Well, and the part where he's kind of, he's like got the head and he's like, oh, I didn't, uh, you know, I never gave him a tongue. So it's like, I have to talk for him. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed kind of, you know, so uh, mythological in a way. It was, I thought it's it was Edgar's. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Does he go to the tomb yet? Are we at that? That's okay. where he goes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he goes there. He he finds the the corpse of whatever soldier or whatever that has Dragger. Mm-hmm. He grabs the sword, the or attempts to. This thing comes to life and they fight. Mm-hmm. Um he takes the sword or he he kills the thing. 
Then he has like this real quick reverse vision thing. Now, this is how I'm taking it. I might be taking it wrong. I took it as though the corpse itself had the vision and then releases the thing like, oh, it's going to, it's going to, he's going to win anyway. Here, you can have it. Because it cuts back to Amleth walking up and being able to take it freely from the corpse that was there. So I yeah. thought it was this cool sort of green knight sort of did it actually happen? No, it didn't have to happen because fate would will it that he would get it anyway. So here you can have it. Yeah. It did remind me a lot of the green knight. Yeah. I liked where he decapitated the dude and then put his head in his ass. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's kind of the whole scene where I said, uh, there's like a part of this that feels like a video game where it's like, I could just see you, you know, it's like you would walk up to a thing. All you could do is grab the sword. And then it, like, as soon as you do, it's like, oh shit. Now I gotta, mm-hmm. like, I gotta try to figure out how to get through this fight. One, it's like a quick time event. Video game yeah. mm-hmm. in the arcade dragon's lair, something like that, where you do a little task and then it go into like a, animated sequence mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay so now you're gonna have to help me here so we are on this farm they yep. are he's trying to kind of recon uh see what's going on with his mother get a deal with with the heirs olga oh. becomes like uh good oh i think the sword too it's like he can only take it out at night i don't know if you yeah. mentioned that but it's like during the day you literally cannot like unsheathe it you know right uh, yeah, eventually I think he hides it in like a rooftop. Yeah, like he in like the, buries it or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, he kind of works his his way up the ranks here. I mean, obviously he's he hasn't been fed or treated like a slave up to this point. He's been a fucking berserker soldier. So he can <laughs> outwork pretty much anybody. Uh, I think we'll cut ahead to... Uh, they. There's a whole caravan... The whole Folnir clan go to meet with another clan, and they have a game. I'm not sure. I don't recall what the name of the game is, but he's not familiar with it. It's some sort of Viking lacrosse game. Uh, He is one of five. The team they are going up against is also five. It may as well be six because they got the fucking mountain (laughs) on their team from from Game of Thrones. Was that him? Because I was like, yeah. this dude looks like the mountain. Yeah. Um, Just a specimen. Like, yes. that guy is huge. <laughs> Don't forget that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to be in the new Lord of the Rings show. Why not? Yeah. He's built um, for it. I mean. He's <laughs> built like Dynamo, man, you know. Mm-hmm. He's so, where he can. Amleth is not really familiar with the game, but he's just a badass, So he and he's a quick learner. Um. Well, yeah, he kind of falls down and kind of sees trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and the mountain on the other team is basically just like leveling everybody else. And then the best part of the movie, Gunner is just super into this fucking game. He is into this fucking game, and he is upset that his team is losing. At one point, he runs onto the fucking field and grabs the ball. Now the mountain does not give a fuck and bowls over this zero. kid. Yeah, and zero I points. laughed my fucking ass off. Now mind you, I was not in my own seat that I paid for because some old guys 
decided to just sort of take over the whole area. And when I came into the theater and I was like, ah, I'm holding my ticket. And they're like, yeah, we know we're in the wrong seat, but those are open. And it was a thing of like, <laughs> I'm going to, f- I want to fight every one of these fucking guys. But when we got to that part, they were like so fucking confused at this point because they didn't know what movie they were watching. So when I was laughing at this little kid getting bowled over, it was a Cape Fear sort of moment <laughs> where I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I can't believe that he knocked this kid over. Well, uh, Amleth, as much as he fucking already hates this guy and has every right to let this kid die, steps in and me- manages to just fucking headbutt the mountain eight, nine times. Yeah. Uh, which results in them, I guess, winning the game somehow by default. But <laughs> you Nicole the, Kidman... You kill the other no team. more players. Yeah, I you, guess, yeah. You can score freely at that point, so... Yep. Um, but Nicole Kidman and Fournier run over, and they're just, like, slapping the shit out of this kid, like, wake up, wake up, wake up. He ends up... He survives. Now, uh, being the leader of this winning team now, Fournier's older son offers Amleth like, oh, you're going to be a slave still, but you're going to be like a senior slave. You're going to, you know, dictate some tasks and we'll even let you fuck that chick that you like. Um, Because Olga, it turns out, does not put up with Fonier's shit. He's tried to take her as a concubine and she's she's sort of refused that. Um, That night we get a uh, little ceremony. There's music and singing and sort of a slave orgy. I think I think Amleth yeah. and Olga consummate I had flashbacks their flashbacks from the witch on that one. Yeah. The, they're dancing around the bonfire and all that. I have uh, flashbacks from that orgy I was involved in. <laughs> Did you have a wreath with the berries and twigs was, and shit in it? I it was scarily similar, honestly. <laughs> I was there. You you didn't even take your underwear off. Dude. I came in without any underwear at all. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I seen those streaks. I was first nude. <laughs> you ran through, and everyone's like, "Streaky Kron," and you're like, "Fuck you guys, dude." You weren't there. Don't act like you were there. Don't try to fucking hose in on my shit, dude. Like, you find <laughs> I, was, you, I was hosing in on that shit. Nah, all you, right, you find your own orgy, dude. If you want to be fucking cool. They're like, look at your shit streaks and your tiny nipples. And you're like, fuck you. Dude, you're saying this shit because you were left out. You <laughs> you weren't invited. Everyone's afraid of my dick. Yeah. Because it's just veins. It's all. It, yeah, it's just. It's a literally see through, dude. Nobody wants yeah, it. It kind of glows in the dark as well. It's, oh, now yeah. everybody was there, huh? I think you picked up something from this orgy. Everybody's no, just seen your dick. I was the only yeah. one at the orgy, but everyone has seen your yeah. weird yeah, you vain show every, dick. You show everybody your dick. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was just me and Kron, and we were tripping, just running naked. <laughs> well, in in order to not uh, fucking soil ourselves right now, let's take a pre-break, and we'll come back no. and continue Thank on you. with the plot. Okay, so when we left off, Amleth had headbutted the mountain to death. He had saved Gunner, Fonier's clan. They were celebrating. Olga and 
Amleth, they consummate their, their relationship. So we're back at the farm. So help me through this. So now that Amleth has executive slave access, he's able to coordinate some more uh, sabotage, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, Olga's got herself some psychedelic mushrooms. She's ready to go. He tells her to wait. Um, now help me out here. Now I believe he... Does he go see his mom? He goes way sooner than you think he would. Mm-hmm. Like when he goes and talks to yeah. the queen, I was like, holy shit, already? Now, um, I think he makes the the body art first before he goes oh yeah was it the christians there is like a funny it i think it's actually earlier in the movie than where we are but there's a part where he's kind of trying to do like reconnaissance and there are two guys that are just carrying like a rug on a stick like literally something that looks like it weighs two pounds total (laughs) he Shoves the piss. other guy out of the way, and he's go like, "Go take a piss." Yeah, yeah, go take a piss. Like I'm gonna do rug duty now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's gonna argue with him? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because that's how he's kind of able to recon the queen's mm-hmm. lair. Um, yeah, but why do you even need two people to carry this rug? I mean, it's a waste I of labor. Like I mean. I was going to go into a thing, but we're not going to. That just happened to be a light load, you know? Sure. Uh, so he does go see the queen. He presents himself to her. She believes that he's who he says he is and admits that, like, hey, I was. Go ahead. We're not going to address the whole body art on the side of the building. Oh, fuck. I forgot. That's right. Thank you. So he does, uh, to start fucking with them, murders a few people. Yeah, and, and they're like the the oldest son's friends. Buddies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. I believe he wants to get it to where everybody believes the farm is cursed. Yes, he's trying to incite some panic. Yeah. Um, uh, mutilates some bodies. And then I'm guessing nails them or spikes them to the outside of a building um, yeah. in a shape of a horse. I would say a, a horse shape. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I, at least a minotaur based on how, how much human <laughs> flesh is involved. I mean, true. Uh, um, yeah. Fulnier's son is convinced that it's like a bunch of the slaves are now Christian. And this is the type of shit that they do. Somebody says, like, hilarious. their their savior was fucking nailed up to a cross for three days or something. Um, <clears throat> is Olga smiling? Like, they show, I, in my head, like, Olga's smiling. She's like, she's, yeah, this She's is having great. a blast, like, baby. She's, like, all on board. Um, okay, am I leaving anything else out before they go to the... He goes to the queen? Then the there's, like, a... I don't know, priestess or whoever that is. It says Let's no. Make I don't a think sacrifice. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It says I don't think it was the uh, the slaves. It, this is otherworldly type thing. So yeah, then they say they're going to make a sacrifice. Yeah, and they tie up the uh, the virgin or whatever. I don't yeah. know if she's a virgin or not. Didn't get and that then, close. Yeah, and then he goes in there and. 
kills like the priestess helper and like fillets him open up. and oh, yeah, that's awesome. I think and I think she's tied up but with his intestines, intestines. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, his guts are I'm hanging like, out. That's, yeah. I'm like, that's pretty fucking brutal right there. I might have to check this. Is she the lady from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> the new one? Yeah. Was she the ranger? Oh, she might be. She did look. I mean, now that you say that, um, they look thought, very similar. I thought you were going to say, is she the lady from The Witch? Because both her and the Green Knight are in here. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Good eye, Kron. That was, that was Bones. Was. Oh. That's all right. He had a, He's got great eyes as well. No, he wears glasses. <laughs> Netflix money, boys. Bones got it, though. He he recognized it. Yeah, man. You guys think I should go out for that Kim Hinkle role in that uh, Texas Chainsaw yeah. series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least you'd be a consultant. You got to start smoking again. Yeah. I'm looking for an excuse. <laughs> Chugging sweet tea all day. <laughs> All right, Chad. I'm in, I'm in character, baby. I think you'd be. You're I my think cornerstone you, here. I think you would be more upset about having to drink that many calories than having to smoke <laughs> that many cigarettes. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So yeah, Fulnier comes in. He's fucking pissed. Like he's obviously getting wound up. He tells him to like cut her loose. And of course, there's no like, there's no post traumatic stress therapy for this woman. She's just like right back to work. Um, I'm taking a day off. Yeah. Do we get to the, are we at the trip now where she poisons everybody? Yeah. I mean, okay. if you, if you are a priestess though, and you don't see that coming, isn't it kind of like proof that mm-hmm. you're a bad, it's like if I punch a psychic in the face, it's kind of like, well, not really very good at your job. Are you? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> well, I feel that way anytime like a church is destroyed in a storm or Mm-hmm. Set on fire. Well, you yeah. guys are doing any, something wrong. Any kind of mystical or or religious leader, you should just punch them in the face. And if they block it, you know they're legit. But mm-hmm. so Olga manages to. I'm guessing it's all stew. That's all they eat, right? Yeah. It's just bits of whatever is left and some broth. So she poisons this. We get some trip out. Now, um, the the goon that got his nose cut off by Amleth in the beginning of the movie, he's been popping up. He still works for Fulnir. So we mm. see this fucker. I believe he gets the worst of it from the trip. Um, they're, so now because they think this thing is cursed and there's demons, basically Fulnir orders everybody to be on alert. So we've got... All of his soldiers and all of the capable slaves, they're armed, and they're on basically watch duty. This guy is fucking with all of the slaves, basically. Um, Has two full fucking pours of of stew. Starts tripping balls. Uh, Everybody tripping balls. This allows Amleth to uh, finally get in, and this is where he goes to the queen to kill her, right? I think he's just kind of going to talk to her at this point yeah, and be like, right. hey, I, think, yeah. I am your son. I'm going to help you out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, great and intense scene between him and, and Nicole Kidman here, but Gunner is hiding in the fucking wardrobe. I think that's uh, later. Not, that, that's yeah, later. That's, that's later. later. Yeah, that's yeah. later. Yeah. This is the first time he visits her, and he's oh, just kind of Oh, I thought like, he visited her earlier. I didn't know yeah. it was only on the trip. Okay. So what happens in between that? He, After he visits and finds out. Yeah. They leave. You know, that, that, yeah, he, he goes to hide in the hills because she now knows that he's Amleth, and he's gonna, she's going to Oh, that's right. And because it, it takes so he, little time because he kills Fulnir on the way out, takes his heart. Which it, no, which, it kills. He kills his son. He kills his son, son which is yeah, yeah. Thornier something. Th- Thorier, yeah, Thorier or something. Which yeah. took me a minute because you don't really, because the way he just stabs him on the bed, you don't really know who it is. Yeah, steals his heart, and then it's like the next day they're beating up on Olga, right? And then he comes yep. in and says, "You let her go, I'll give you the heart back." Because they have to have it for the Ceremony. for him to get to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I like that fight sequence because he's got the sword in his hand, but he can't unsheathe it. So he's fighting the guys with a sheathed sword mm-hmm. and pretty much gets his ass kicked. Gets his ass kicked, gets hung up, yep. is beaten, but they don't kill him because he basically says, how do you know <laughs> the heart that I gave you wasn't just a wolf's heart? And then we yeah. find out that this was just a, a fucking crow movie the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would have thought? I did think that was cool, though. I thought they set yeah, up the Raven so. stuff cool enough. So they finally let him be. Uh, some guy tries to steal his sword, but he can't unsheathe it, so just fucking throws it on the ground Yeah, on isn't the way the, out. Isn't the Raven kind of like a... Isn't that like Odin's symbol in Norse mythology? The two Ravens that fly in the beginning are Humlin and... Dumlin or something that Odin used. Yeah, they're like Odin's <clears throat> eyes or whatever. Like that's yeah. how he views the world, basically. Oh, so my dumbass is sitting here thinking that it's his father, but it's Odin. So is I that think... Odin that showed up that presented himself to him? Because the the ravens or the crows chew the ropes. See, I th- I thought maybe it was just kind of like a you know you're adding like a layer of connection to Norse mythology by having this kind of like raven imagery, you know. So I don't know okay. if it's necessarily meant to be Odin. It's just kind of like here's a way to kind of tie it in. Yeah, to- I, I didn't assume Odin. I just assumed you know it was his father since he was the Raven King. And- yeah. Or Raven. So yeah, all- I thought the ravens were his father, but I thought Odin. He sees Odin because then she takes him. And then that's where he trips and thinks that he's on the the steed to Valhalla, right? Mm-hmm. And then it turns Is out it no, him? it's just her. Well, she has somebody with her <clears throat> on the horse. That's him. But I couldn't. Is yeah, it him? Yeah, I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, he's going to be more beat up from being hung off that horse and beat to shit than what they did to him hanging up because he's just limp. And his head's fucking rocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he starts tripping because she kind of, he thinks she runs off like a cliff. Yeah. And then he, he, thinks he thinks she's, she's a Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Valkyrie yeah. And yeah, he's going to Valhalla. Okay. And then I like the part where Fjolnir goes back to the shed or whatever where he's hung up and he's out, he's ready to go in and kill. And then a couple of ravens fly on him and he runs away <laughs> like a little <laughs> schoolgirl. <laughs> okay. Because he knows that that must be Odin, I guess. 
Maybe. Okay. Or a sign of Odin, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So they think they're out. They think they're done. They get on this ship. Now I don't I do not understand where this ship comes from or where the ship is going. It's kind yeah, of just like um, I figured it was the whole um <clears throat> Was it just a trade route thing, like a back and forth? Well, I was gonna go with um Lightfoot and where they just show up and take that river boat. Oh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? Yeah. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. The yeah. postal boat? It almost, well, it kind of seemed like to me that uh, whatever the guy who, Fulnir or whatever, had like set up for some people to be taken on a boat. But it's kind of like these two just showed up and they were like, hey, we're the people that are supposed to go. So <laughs> yeah, they just assumed, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're on the boat. They're leaving. He smacks this. He gives a little kiss Rooney to Olga. And uh, for some reason, this triggers a little. Now, uh, earlier in the movie, he had this vision. Was that is that what he tripping balls in the little yeah, church yeah, thing? Yeah. When, you get the tree yeah, of when kings. They were in that, when they were in that sweat lodge. And it had something to do with blood because he touched his father's blood. And right. that's where he, when he saw the tree. And then Olga, I think she's got a wound or something from being kind of beat up. Yeah, like okay. a not like a small knife nick on her neck. That's right, because they were threatening her. Yeah, before he, he turned traded himself the heart. In. Yeah, so then he has a vision and realizes, oh shit, you've got my blood in you. You've got, uh, she's pregnant with twins. Yep. He's like, I don't want to be a and dad. I just want to do what Viking every man should do. I just want to yep. do Viking shit all day. So. I would have, <laughs> I would have jumped the fuck off that boat to swam my heart out. Right. And then with the in the uh, the vision from the seer or whatever, she says something about like, or it might have been the other witch, something about you'll have to choose between your revenge or your kin, like the safety of yep. your kin and your revenge. And yep. he he says, "I want both. I choose both." So he leaves Olga. He yeah, fucking what a, di- what a asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you, I think. Uh, one of the most intense scenes is when he jumps off the boat to fucking swim back to shore. She does like her little fucking curse. Yeah. And that, that was fucking her, yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. No, that was, um, she calls on the winds or whatever, you know, to like, yeah. get me the fuck out of here. All well, right. It is, it is odd. Cause it's, he's like, I can tell you're pregnant. I have to get off this boat. Cause Fulnir is going to try to kill us. And, I think she's kind of like, I don't think that's going to happen. He's mm-hmm. like, I am jumping now. <laughs> nope, for sure. I know he knows it. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. Mm-hmm. So we get uh, back to the farm. Amleth, he frees the slaves. Uh, what's he say? Like, do whatever the fuck you want with your lives or whatever. Like, take your lives and do what you want. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, takes out most of his men. They get to so then this is where I jumped ahead. He gets to his the the queen, his mom's room. Yeah. Um she swipes at him, he kills her. Fucking Gunner jumps out of the wardrobe. He turns around and fucking slashes Gunner. So second <laughs> laugh of the movie. It remind it reminded me of Tropic Thunder. 
like at 2 yes, p.m. when, when Vince is and they could stab him on the bridge. On the back. Yeah. yeah, he gets like angry spider monkey. He gets like a good seven or eight stabs in though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he he's going to town. Yeah, and when I feel like when Amalith like fucking swipes at him and throws him off, he has like a little bit of like, oh man, but he had no <laughs> choice. You know, it's like fuck. yeah. I mean, I feel that way. And like when, when a wasp comes too close, and I like fucking swat it. I'm like. Man, I know you're just sort of protecting your shit, but uh, I like the part when he actually speared speared Nicole Kidman, and then she kind of slid off the blade. You could hear that, you know, it's like the blade's running against bone mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like eh. that's pretty cool. Folnier comes in, just Ron's fucking- saddest moment. Yeah, yeah. I hated it. At the theater where you're like, no! It's like I busted, but it <laughs> it wasn't even fun anymore, you know? Well, it's not just post-nut shame. It's like, remo- like uh, what yeah. do you call it? Like, you're mourning her mm-hmm. on top of it, you know? Yeah. Um, when, when she came out, were you like, there she is again, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, like... Oh, fucking, we skipped over uh, when Thor, or Thornier or whatever... They did the little ceremony to ship him off to Valhalla. Dan's got to be his favorite part of the movie. Uh, fucking Fulnir fucking sacrifices a goddamn horse. It was uh, a beautiful moment, guys. Well, I, and, it got hard. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a Fjolnir. It was, a, it was the kid. The kid's the one that chopped the head off. Oh, the that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all while, all while the chick in the boat is getting stabbed full in the and chest sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Was that his lady? Probably the it's last supposed, lady. I would, I would, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. From what Edgar said, that's supposed to be an authentic funeral, Viking funeral, I guess. So, yeah. I've already written it into my will. So, <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> gather, gather my wife and her horse. And hey, man, I don't. I, I don't called dibs on stabbing the horse. I'll stab. Yeah, the I'll horse. kill. No, I'll kill the horse. No, nope, I called it first. God damn it! All right, so this is important because of what's coming up. So Folnir comes in. He sees Amleth over the dead queen and dead Gunner. Yep. Fucking picks up Gunner and then starts dragging the queen out and says, "I will meet you at the gates of hell." Yeah, but like no. like the neck of her dress. He just... doesn't. Yeah, he does, but I would just would have fucked him up then. Oh, I yeah, I I guess there's some honor in this, but I don't understand why. Like, okay, what, I mean, like, once dude, he picks I'm up the kid and going... he starts dragging, I would just fucking. But I'm like, I'm I'm not going to a volcano, dude. The, no. the prophecy says he has to fight him at the I gates know, of hell, and I everything know. else has been correct. So they can't be there in the village. Because when they're fighting, they're buck ass naked. They'll mm-hmm. catch your death. They'll catch a cold. Yeah, you got to be, got to be warm. Well, it's also yeah. you got to have the heat. <laughs> I feel like at this point he is just kind of like I'm gonna do whatever the most Viking option is, and fighting nude at a volcano is it's, it's kind of hard to beat it, you know. Mm-hmm. I will right. say, guys, that if we're friends and we want to fight, like this is the way we're gonna fight. Like we have to be naked, and it has to be. A fire going in the room, at least. I'm going to fuck you up, dude. Oh, you're going to get, get it, bro. I, I get plus 15. Well, honestly. Berserker rage. Honestly, you know how close. fucking slippery I am when I'm sweating? I'm a slippery little snake, man. I'll 
honestly, it's just going to be nice to have uh, the fire going because I feel like we've done it so many times without any source of warmth. It's so, so cool. yeah. yeah. So you want to take your I underwear feel like, off? I feel like we lock up instinctually just to warm up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're clinching the whole time just for warmth. With there's heat, there's going to be a jab game. You know what I mean? Like we're going to try to fight for at a distance. Be some jabbing. Yeah. Be hitting the speed bag, buddy. I can't get my sword out of the sheath. Come on. You got to wait. You call, you call that a sword? Uh, all right. So we get to. All right. So in, in the process all of veins. getting to uh, Gunner and the Queen, uh, Amleth uh, obviously stabbed by Gunner a few yeah. times. So he's already injured. But he did kill the noseless guy pretty great. Like, he got him oh, yeah. through the like fucking slow. head. Yeah. yeah, like slow. Yeah. Like. That's another moment you can really hear. Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, so it's the next morning. Uh, Amleth approaches. Now, the gates of hell are the volcano. Like, the, whatever I, the name of that fucking... Sorry, Bones. I will say that in the theater chat, I think that was the biggest reaction from our audience during the whole viewing of this film is whenever he kills noseless guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything yeah, else, they so. were just kind of, they didn't say shit. Yeah. You saw it at Alamo? Yeah. Decent crowd? Uh, it was I don't even probably, know. I don't even know if it was half full. I don't even think it was half full, yeah. Damn. I had maybe a tenth of the theater. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's let's bring this in. So, on his approach to the volcano or up to the gates of hell, Amleth sees the queen's body, uh, Gunner's body, and another sacrificed horse. <laughs> um, Loving and, it. And then there's really not. I mean, I feel like he gets up there, and then it they're in it. So he fucking Fulnir is waiting for him, nude. Uh, Amleth comes in fucking nude. He's got dragger. Um, they go at it. It's, it doesn't take very long. Fulnir ends up, uh, slicing the shit out of Amleth's right arm, like his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Uh, kind of knocks him down, gets Amleth down on his knees. You think basically he's out. He's out for it. Amleth has his little fucking spiritual whatever, gets enough adrenaline rage gets up, manages to counter, um, takes a swipe at Fulnir's head right as Fulnir gets Amleth right in the heart. So Fulnir takes, or uh, yeah, Amleth takes off Fulnir's head, falls off, and then in profile we realize, oh shit. Yeah, because then through Fjolnir, fall, if Fjolnir falls away, but the sword's still there, you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Um has the vision of the 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 tree of the kings again and him on the valkyrie or being taken by the valkyrie up to the milky way that's our fucking movie man yep roll creds roll creds i did like the title cards or like the little chapter cards that we got yeah i thought those were pretty cool yeah i thought that was pretty neat uh, also some weird uh, cutaways throughout in some kind of maybe an approximation of what Viking language would have been like 
there's isn't there like a there's a guy that sings around a fire and it's subtitled like you know what I'm talking about before they um go into the berserk yeah and then I think oh, yeah, yeah, and then I think yeah. later um doesn't his you know Anna Taylor Joy doesn't she go through a little spot where it's subtitled and shit when she's on like, the boat calling yeah. the winds yeah on the boat yeah, yeah. okay he um, had his co-writer was He's like an Icelandic poet yeah. or something. Yeah, he's a poet, I that believe. That Bjork so he him introduced out. him yeah. to or something when I was reading. Of course. And I think they were, the Wikipedia shit on this is fucking interesting. I think they were working on something else before this, and he was like, oh, shit, I'll bring you in on this. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he also worked on that movie Lamb. He was a writer on okay. the movie Lamb. Yeah. Which was, have y'all seen that one? No, I it's eight twenty four, so I can kind of guess what happens. It's freaking nuts. I'll give you guys my Showtime pass, or not my Showtime? Is it Showtime? Showtime is signed with A two four, I believe. So there's every A two four is on there. All right. But um, yeah, Lamb, Jesus. <laughs> but um. The historian that he did work with on this did, he sent him the final cut and he's like, the last uh, uh, title card, there's a fucking mistake. So they had to go back and fix it. And I guess uh, Edgar's asked, like, how many people would actually notice that that was wrong? He's like, maybe 50. (laughs) Just me. (laughs) But they still went back and corrected it. I mean, it's fucking digital now. You know what I mean? It's not like they yeah. had to fucking cut and tape in a new title card. They're good to go. Chad, we play a game here called Rate My Letter Boxed. Rate My Box. Yes. We'd like you yes. to play with us, my friend. All right. Now, you have the option here. You can go first or you can go last. I'll go first. You'll go first. All right. I'll go first. Get, that gives me time to get a little paper grid here. All right. I'm going to go Dan at a three and a half. Um, Kron, three and a half. And then, Bones, I'll give you a four. Dan? Um, Cron Howard, I'm giving you a three. Chad Dill, I'm giving you a, giving you a 3.5. Bones, I'm giving you a three. Uh, Chad and Dan, 3.5. Bones, 3.0. This is interesting. I'm giving you all fours.
Chad, may I ask you? Yeah. Please reveal I, yourself. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the movie. Uh, like I said, it's had the most action of an Edgar movie. Uh, Vikings, cool stuff. The uh, the soundtrack really sets the tone for the whole movie. Um, I gave it a four. Dead. Uh, gentlemen, I think you need to give Edgar's thirty to fifty million. Keep him at a two four. And just send him off and do his thing. I don't think Big Studio needs to be involved with him. Um, <clears throat> I I don't know. I mean, it's definitely his style. I mean, the trip in the beginning with the foe and all that shit where they're acting like dogs. I'm sure people walked out. They're like, what the fuck is this? Which, if you know what you're getting into, you're like, all right, this is exactly what it is. But, I don't know, it's a simple story. He did everything great. I mean, but this is a three for me. I I just, I think I needed a little bit more, like one more berserk, berserker scene, maybe. I don't know. But just a... And like I said, the final fight was was good, but I wasn't like, oh shit, like that was badass. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think he should have just stayed on the fucking boat with uh, his lady. That's what I would have done. I was like, I ain't going to fuck back. Nobody's going to fucking know. So, <laughs> but I mean, I like the talking volcano. I love Defoe. I, I would have watched a movie with Defoe, man, about him. But uh, yeah, this is a three for me. I'm I'll rewatch it. It might bump up a little but I wasn't disappointed but I don't know I just wanted a little little bit more and like I said the berserker scene is fucking phenomenal man it's great but it's like yeah I wanted more of that I wanted some boats they built boats and shit for it so I'm like why don't we see that shit so three for me gentlemen Chron expose that veiny invisible wiener that's dan dan has oh that's that. right i can't remember <laughs> i have the uh huge girthy one. Oh, that's right you got the coke can and the yeah. streaky no, underwear the streaky underwear yeah um <laughs> i think i mean honestly i think this movie suffers because i think it's probably a little bit too mainstream for the serious art crowd and I can guarantee you it's way too arty for the normal Cineplex viewer. Um, so it's just, it's kind of a movie without a home. Like it, you know, it falls in between the two realms of active moviegoers. Um, so I think it is going to end up probably being a pretty big financial disappointment and, you know, not really land anywhere. But um, I'm a 3.5 on this. Like, I think it's a pretty experimental movie um, as far as a, a big thing goes. I, I think it's really easy. You know, it's like I'll watch a movie from the 80s or the 90s and I'll say, uh, well, they really don't make movies like this anymore. Uh, and here's, you know, a weird guy making a 
maybe a $90 million crazy movie. Like this is the kind of person I want making big budget Hollywood movies. It's, I don't think it perfectly lands, but it is unique. And I think it is this guy's voice and his vision. Um, and that's, that's getting rarer and rarer these days, you know, to see a movie like that. Um, I mean, the, the guy's movie before this was a, a black and white letterbox movie where Willem Dafoe screams, uh, how'd you lose your beans over and over? And they masturbate over mermaid figurines. Like it's weird as shit. Um, this is, this is exactly who I think should be. I I think they should just be throwing $90 million at more people like this. So, um, yeah, 3.5. It's not perfect, but keep doing this weird shit all day. I had to balance what I wanted, what I thought against the final product of how effective I thought it was. Now this is based off like, you know, a story that, you know, a mythological story that actually exists. He tried to incorporate a lot of other elements. If I start from the the end and work backwards, I do think if I'm wish, wanting anything, I wish the volcano fight was 10 minutes. It gets up there and you're like, God damn, that was so fucking fast. Um, but it's also strange for me to go, oh, I wish that lasted longer when I say, oh, I think two hours and 20 is too long for it. So it's weird where it feels bloated in places and then it feels like it can and breathe in others. So... Do I think I would watch this again? I don't know. But Kron, to echo your point, I we absolutely need more sub $100 million movies. It can't just be $5 million indie movies that win Oscars and 250 bloated Marvel movies. Like we need, there's this thing of like, we need movies for adults that just aren't Netflix and Apple TV bullshit. <laughs> like there's a, there's a, there legit is a market for, like let weird guys make action movies, keep the studio out of it and just sort of experiment. And cause like, if you want to save fucking movie theaters, like you're going to have to do something to bring people back. Otherwise they're just going to watch boring shit that they can sort of tune out on Netflix. This was not a movie that I tuned out. Like I got there, I was stoked. Um, I don't know if I like this as much as the witch, but I really think it's effective. I got to go with a four. So, and I want everybody to know on record, Chad came in here and kicked our ass. (laughs) So after Kron reveals our average, I'll reveal our scores here. I feel bad for being so low. Eh. All right. Uh, the Northman. Guys, this would have an average score from the four of us of a 3.63. Uh, this thing's coming in hot, guys. I mean, uh, this would be at number nine on our big list. So right now, this would be right under Trimmers at eight with a 3.67, 
and this would be right above Raising Cane at 10 with a 3.51. Can I tell you, I drove to work today, and I was like thinking about what I wanted to rate this, and Tremors was my like pivot movie. I was like, I, I'm going to give it a four, which is what I gave Tremors, but I want it to be below Tremors. Like if I'm gonna, if I have to vote for it, I'm taking Tremors over it. So good. I think it worked out perfectly. Then excellent. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Um. Yeah, Chad just came in here and got a two point five on his rate my letter box score. Right on. Now, Chad. Sadly, we don't keep track of your stuff, so you can just wear that as a badge and, and take that with you. Could I, could I give it to Dan? He needs all the help he can get. Thank you. Yes. No, I don't think that's I, right. Yeah, I vote for yeah. Let's vote for that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. All right. So sorry. Just, Fuck you, Chad. Just to confirm, Dan, you were a three. Cron, you were a three point five. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> that is correct. I just <clears throat> want to double check here. Um, so with that, oh, and Chad, you were a four. Yeah. So Dan got one point. Jesus. Kron, you got one point, and I got a 1.5. All right. After viewing the Northmen, uh, I would have seven points total. Bones would have six. Dan would have five. Hey, it's it's still early. It's still early. No, it's five. Keep track of the title of the show, baby. Well, all right. Any final, anything else that we want to touch on with the Northmen before we wrap it up here? Would you recommend the Northmen? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like I said, uh, I really hope as many people see this in the theater as possible so we get more movies like this. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely would as well. This isn't yeah. one of those like where you have to preface it at work, where you're like, "Yeah, I saw the Northman," and they're like, "Was it good?" And you gotta go, "I don't know. Did you like this? Do you like?" Well, I, I would, I would preface and tell them, you know, if you're not into violence, <laughs> uh, you may not want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But you know, they should already have that in mind. Do you like a muddy sex scene? I think I would if it was like, hey, the first you, thing I ask. If they were like, "What'd you do this weekend?" Oh, I saw the Northman. Oh, how was that? Hey, fuck you! And then I walk <laughs> out. Right? And they're like, "Damn, he's instantly more badass." Yeah. I should watch the it's, Northman too. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, do you like violence? Do you like seeing children set on fire? You know, mm-hmm. something. Or like that. it could be like, "Hey, did you see the witch? Yeah, that uh, that girl in that chess show was pretty good." Yeah, we get to see her bare bottom. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you like the I witch? Think... Yeah. Remember when that baby gets murdered in the beginning? Yeah. Times that by 20. Fuck yeah, I'm in, Fuck bro. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's go right now. I mean, technically this movie has, what, three witches? There's some witches yeah. in it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. of Eastwick. Man, instantly horny. Uh, 
Which is at Eastwick makes my wick point north, if you know what I mean. Uh, Gets me ready for a volcano fight. Mm-hmm. Dual wielding. Dan, what you got? Uh, join us next week for... Humanoids of the Deep? Humanoids of the Deep from That's 1980. Right. We're mm-hmm. in the middle of demanding women. Yeah, we're following up a, a new classic with an old classic. Oh, yeah. I did watch the... I've watched... I've watched the first <laughs> 10 minutes, and I'm... I'm stoked. Yeah, had to... Is, yeah. This, is this on Tubi? Had to... Uh, uh, Shudder. Uh, had to peel your pants off after the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it that hot? Or I need to go watch the first 10 minutes. Uh, I mean, it gets pretty hot. By hot, I mean a fucking giant explosion. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, man. Uh, if you came to us because you wanted to listen to a podcast because of the Northmen, I don't know, maybe try the rest of the show. I don't know. This is a very specific show. We don't still don't know who this is for. But uh, rate, follow, all that shit. Send us an email. Chad, I want to thank you for coming by. We're going to have, we're gonna have you me. again, my friend. All right. Cron, Dan, buddies forever. Crash and burn. You should see me make a tater tot casserole. I will kill who you feeling there. You can follow along pretty much anywhere. You figured it out. You got this far. So why not find us on Twitter, Five Day Rentals Pod? Find us on Instagram. You can send us an email, five day rentals podcast at gmail.com. I fucking hate Sonic.